Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Gospel reminds us that it's the Holy Spirit's job to teach us and bring us into all truth. That's what Jesus tells the disciples. Uh, this Spirit is going to come and there's more things that he wanted to say. You can't handle all this now, but don't worry. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. And clearly, I think one of those foundational truths is what we heard proclaimed today in this section of the letter to the Romans because we're reminded that we have been declared righteous by faith. That's a foundational message of the gospel that our right relationship with the Father is achieved through the work of Jesus not on our own merit not on our own working ourselves into a good place with the Father, but through what Jesus has done, we are thereby declared righteous because we have faith in Jesus. And in light of that, Paul says, well, then we have peace with God that comes through Christ. Because we know from that moment on then that when the Father looks at us, He sees the righteousness of His Son. We get all worried about all of the things uh, that we think God is going to notice as if He doesn't already know and find out and then somehow uh, not want to have anything to do with us. But we forget that when God looks at us, he sees the righteousness of Jesus. That's the gift of faith, that we don't stand before the Father on our own merit. And I don't think anybody would want to. But we stand, we have peace with God because Jesus has given himself for us. And we have access to God through faith as we're adopted into the family. And it's in grace we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And then Paul says this other verse that um, I think if I was on the committee, I would have told him, just leave that part out. Um, but we also rejoice in our afflictions. And we think, well, maybe Paul does, but not the rest of the world. The rest of the world just wants to be done with the afflictions as quick as possible. But Paul sees something in the midst of affliction. I don't think Paul would go out of his way and say to the church, uh, try to be afflicted at every moment you can. I don't think that would be Paul's advice, but Paul is saying, even in the midst of our afflictions, we rejoice for the following reason that Paul sees. And he says, because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character. And proven character produces hope. He would not say, well, uh, in order to get these things, you have to go out of your way to be afflicted. But Paul recognizes that in the midst of affliction, these types of things can manifest themselves in us. 
And he calls us to, to focus on that because he says, this hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And I think that's the key connection that we have to understand in order for us to be able to rejoice in our afflictions. It's because even in the midst of our affliction, we know that the love of God has been poured into us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that reality remains true no matter what we face. And then if that's true, then as we walk through our affliction with the Spirit in God's love, then even in the midst of our affliction, that will help produce endurance, which will give character, which gives hope, because we know that we're not going alone. It's not just the affliction in itself that's the thing that Paul's saying, well, we rejoice in like lots of bad things happening to us. That's not his message. His message is, remember that God is with us. Remember that the Spirit has been poured into us so that no matter what we face, we do not go alone. But the Spirit walks with us. The love of God has been poured into us. And then what we find is as we draw close to God in the midst of our affliction, that produces endurance. That strengthens our character for the next time we're afflicted, that we trust that God will see us through. And then that produces hope because we know Jesus has overcome. Jesus has won the day. Jesus will come back. Jesus will raise us up. Those are the things of hope that see us through. And as we started to talk about last week, that's the, the job of the Spirit to, to, to teach us those things, to be with us. That that is our hope, because as we are here today, we are declared righteous by faith. We have peace with God, and as we are here today, the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. That no matter what we face, God will walk with us. God is in us. And even then, in light of our afflictions, we can rejoice, because we don't go it alone. And may we draw close to God in the midst of it because he's drawing close to us. And what we'll find is when we do so, even our affliction will produce endurance, that produces character, that produces hope so that we're strengthened for the next time. And this is the gift that's given to us, God's presence with us, his love poured into us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Most loving and gracious Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you, for, thank you for the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we are declared righteous. And we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit poured out upon us and in us. May that Spirit continue to lead us into all truth. May we be drawn close to you in times of affliction. For we trust in your love's ability to conquer over all. May our lives be lived to your honor and glory, and may we be changed into your image and likeness. And we make this prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.